For South Carolina Public Radio, I'm Connor Boulay. The golf industry is big business for the state of South Carolina. The sport generated $2.59 billion in sales for the state in 2018. According to an economic impact study by Dudley Jackson, the research director of South Carolina Department of Parks, Recreation, and Tourism. Terry Sadalik, the director of South Carolina Golf Course Association, described the financial windfall created for the state last year. There's over 31,000 jobs, about $857 million in wages and income. The golf courses pay $309 million in federal, state, and local taxes. One problem that saddled the golf business, though, was winter kill. Most notably in the Myrtle Beach area, the Palmetto State's top golf destination. Winter kill occurs when grass is exposed to winter conditions. Effects are normally seen between the months of April and August, and it often damages or kills turf. A number of courses had to close for the summer in the Grand Strand, but Biff Lathrop, director of the South Carolina Golf Commission, said the effects impacted the state's entire coast. The coast all the way from Hilton Head all the way to Myrtle Beach took the brunt of it. Luckily for golfers, this isn't expected to be a long-term issue in South Carolina, confirmed Lathrop. It's not a normal occurrence. Last January of 18, we had a few days where we didn't get over 10 degrees. Sadalik points out that despite the winter kill, interest in the sport remains healthy, and the number of people playing golf in South Carolina remains high. But the courses that remain have the same number of rounds that existed before the closures to share, so there's more rounds being shared with fewer courses across the state. Good. One demographic that the sport has trended with in recent years? Women. Lathrop said that an increase of women's players raised the standards for earning a scholarship offer from a college. I would have told you a few years ago, if, you, if a young girl could shoot 80 or better, they'd get a full scholarship to college. Well, that's not quite the case now. you got to be able to play a little better than that. That's not the only sign of the times for women's golf, either. The LPGA U.S. Women's Open recently made a tour stop in Charleston in late May. Interest is high, and the economic impact for the Palmetto State should also be as well. Folks will come watch, they'll spend money, hotels, you name it, restaurants, the whole thing. Approximately 5% of all domestic tourists that visit South Carolina will play golf during their stay. Out-of-state tourists flock to South Carolina. A majority 17% of golf visitors hail from Ohio, with 11% from North Carolina, and 9% from Pennsylvania, according to the economic impact study. Lathrop expressed particular pride in the golf courses that draw new visitors to the state each year. Golf courses and the strength of golf courses is top notch. Both Lathrop and Sadalik expressed commitment to reaching young golfers and expanding the sports reach in the Palmetto State. We've targeted on millennials, but now we're targeting on the generation beyond that. Our junior events are continuing to be oversubscribed, and that's good news. If you got oversubscribed, for events at the ages of 8 to 18 years old that bodes well for your future of your golf. Lathrop has found the best way to attract young golfers is by showing them how fun the sport can be. Trying to make it fun. The new age guys, Justin Thompson, Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth, those guys that are getting out there and making golf fun. As for the future of golf in the state, all eyes will be on the PGA Championship, scheduled for Kiowa Island in 2021. This report was produced by Lee Wardlaw and Connor Boulay and can also be found on SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. For South Carolina Public Radio, I'm Connor Boulay in Columbia.